Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a rowing practice and a bench. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I built a bench yesterday and then I built the table to go with it today. Now it's a built-in bench, kind of craftsman style, okay? So in an L shape in a, in a little kitchen area. It's pretty awesome, right? 18 and a half inches off the ground. I got a two inch overhang on the front and a one inch overhang on the side so people don't knock into it. I did these little uh, one by three and a half inch slots to do like the craftsman kind of style, primed it, painted it. And, and I'm really proud of that. I think it's an awesome, it's an awesome thing. People are going to be able to use it and it seats, gosh, it'll seat at least eight, just that L spot and around the table. And I got some stools coming forward. And again, cool, a cool, very functional skill, which I, again, am pleased with. I, I love the idea that I can bring something in my head into the real world. That's a unique thing. I'm not saying unique to me. I'm just saying it's a unique ability to bring something into existence. And I can see the allure to doing that professionally. Having, having at the end of the day, having made something and really being able to point at it, that's a great thing. But there are types of intellectual pursuits that are equally awesome to this and, and equally clear. I went into Cal as a math major. I love math. And as I was growing up, we had, you know, just like fifth grade math and sixth grade math. Then we had pre-algebra. That was a big one. Um, and then we had algebra and I did algebra in eighth grade. So then I could do geometry in freshman year, get to calculus by my senior year. And then we go to calculus uh, first semester, second semester, third semester in college. And you go from there. And what's interesting about this is even though math is this abstract concept, you can do things with it. You're not going to do things... Well, I use all the math to build the table, right? But hammering, hammering a nail or driving a, driving a screw into a board to join two boards is a lot more physical than math, but you can still determine things with math. Like if you're doing uh, trajectories or obviously anything with an iPhone, anything in science requires math. And, and it's easy to understand that. What I mean by that is if I ask somebody, hey, have you taken geometry? And they say no, well, then I know they don't know some things. And if they say yes, then I can assume they did some things. Now, some people were not the best geometry students, but they'll understand the concept. So even though this is a less concrete thing than building a bench, there's a very clear understanding of what value somebody has having gone through, gone through these semesters successfully or years of studying math. And... And I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I think it's great. I think people understand it very clearly. Hey, this person has this skill or hey, this person has, has this other skill. And, and you can build on that, right? Building blocks, building blocks, building blocks, kind of like going upstairs, one, two, three, four. But here's the thing. That's, that's not all that goes in to really educating people. Because some of the most important educational concepts cannot be quantified like, is there a bench there or is there not? Or 
which level of math have you gone through or which, which uh, engineering degree do you have. These are very clear things. You know something about that person if they've done those things. But I was walking to, I was walking to a rowing practice once and I was mulling over a concept of free will. Do we have free will or not? I was 20, just about 21 at the time. And mulling over the idea that, okay, if things are determined, you know, like if I really hate cilantro, is it is it really some kind of free will that makes me choose to not eat cilantro on my taco tonight? Well, if I hate cilantro, I'm not going to have cilantro on my taco. That's, that's all well and fine. Sure. But why do I hate cilantro? Did I make a decision to hate cilantro? That's a different question. And my answer is like, no, I just, I've never, I've never liked it. Like I put it in my mouth and it makes me cringe. Like it's just, it's gross. Right. Exactly. I didn't make that decision to think cilantro was gross. It just is. And because of that, I don't put it on my tacos. So do I really have free will here? Or am I just kind of a compilation of reactions to different stimulus and different things that have been going on in my life that have led me to not like cilantro and therefore probably not going to order cilantro. And that's not a choice I'm making. It's just, I don't like it. I was mulling over this thinking very intensely about it. And my rowing coach saw me. We happened to be walking the same path. I didn't see him because I was looking down and thinking. And we started talking and I I forgot about it until after practice. But thinking back on it, how do you quantify what I was learning there? How do you quantify the value of that educational concept? You can't say, okay, Matt, you're in rhetoric one or two or three. And again, I was a rhetoric major. I studied a lot of philosophy and, and arguments. And, and not everybody had the same thoughts. Not everybody had the same experiences. And because of that, it's very hard, if not impossible, to quantify the value of that education. Now, some people might say that it's not worth contemplating whether you have free will or not because for our society, we cannot entertain not having free will. If we entertain the idea that criminals do what they do, but it's not their fault, they don't have free will, we're done. Okay, so we have to, we have to acknowledge that there's at least some capacity for people to make decisions. But... It may also be valuable from a societal standpoint to understand forces that drive decisions, which is, again, super fundamental in our society. Just the idea of a deterrent. Don't do this or you will go to jail. So that stimulus and that structure drives a certain decision. But again, from an educational standpoint, from a quantifiable standpoint, how do we quantify this? How do we say this person has had this thought, this person has had this thought? 
We can't. We can't. It's impossible. And because of that, I think the liberal arts become hugely devalued. Now, I am not saying that all of the liberal arts have equal value, for better or for worse. I'm partial to rhetoric because it helped me learn how to clarify my thoughts. And as I learned how to clarify my thoughts and write, I started thinking more appropriately and intensely. And that has served me extremely well in the world. But that's not every single person in my degree. They didn't all have the same experience that I did. And because of this, you see this backlash with liberal arts. You see parents saying, I would never pay for my kid to study some BS thing. And I can't blame them. I can't. It's very hard. My, my own parents were like, what are you studying? What are you doing? And I knew there was inherent value there. I knew I was getting something really important. But I couldn't really express what it was. And to my parents' credit, they came around. They supported me. But I think when we're assessing the value of our educations and parents are making decisions on what types of majors or educational experiences they're willing to support with their kids, I think it's worth recognizing that there will be some lessons, educational-based lessons, outside of just having the college experience. There will be some lessons and, and paths that are extremely hard, if not impossible, to quantify. And... That stinks because you can very easily quantify the financial value of taking those paths. You're like, okay, well, it cost a quarter million dollars or $150,000 or whatever it is to do this. But you have to remember, just because you can't quantify it doesn't mean it doesn't have value. And being able to build a bench yeah, that's important. But contemplating how and why you do things and understanding little nuances about yourself, those things are also important. So as people go ahead and start making their decisions on what universities they want to send their kids to and students start considering what they actually want to study, just try to remember some paths are very hard to understand. But that doesn't mean they don't have value. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. 